can a Christian's tongue be tamed? Can a Christian's tongue be tamed? We've been teaching through the uh, Epistle of James for the guests who are here. And we have finished uh, chapter 1, chapter 2. We went through uh, verse 6 last uh, Sunday on chapter 3. And we want to pick it up there. Can a Christian's tongue be tamed? Now, you know, we, we started that last week. And uh, we, we laid a, a great foundation. We're going to continue with that foundation this week. And you can, you can get the message... Uh, because, you know, I know that a lot of people, they are traveling and different things like that, and, and they have different things going on. Uh, so go to our website, cornerstonelynchburg.com, and, and you can uh, download the message into your, um, I think it's the MP, MP3 player, is that what it is? Yeah. Can, I don't know how to, all these technical terms, but uh, you, can, you, can, you can listen to it. Online, or you can download it, and you can download also the uh, the actual the notes that I use. So you can download those also. Can a Christian's tongue be tamed? What do I mean by the word Christian? Because it's, it's thrown around loosely today. Now, what I mean, and I'm not giving you a definition. I'm not giving you uh, really uh, who are Christians, who are not Christians, because you know only Jesus Christ knows that. Um, so I'm just going to tell you what who I'm talking to today. I'm talking to the people who James was talking to, because you remember James was talking to uh, the Jewish Christians who were dispersed abroad, and they were trying to do a lot of different things. They were trying to live by the law, they were trying to live by grace, they were trying to uh, straddle the fence. So he was talking to fence walkers. Okay. Um, now, now, the reason I said that is because you need to know why James is saying what he said. So, all last week, let's pick it up on verse 5 and just review that. So, also, the tongue is a small part of the body. And yet it boasts of great things. And was speaking concerning uh, the, <clears throat> the I, I guess, the, the examples that it gave beforehand, which is in chapter 3, verse 3 and 4. Now we put bits into horses' mouths so that they will obey us. We direct their entire body. If we uh, look at the ships, they have a little rudder that, that directs a whole big ship. So also the tongue, in verse 5, is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest is set afire by a small fire. So we know that a small thing can do a lot of great damage. And we talked about that last week. Verse 6, And the tongue is a fire. So it's saying the tongue is a fire. The very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our lives and is set on fire by hell. So it told us that in verse 6 that, 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 that hell itself sets our tongue on fire and that we, if we don't use it properly, uh, we can, uh, well, if we do use it properly, it doesn't matter whether you use it properly or whether you don't. You're going to direct the whole course of your life by what you say. That's what it's saying. Okay? 
That was the foundation of where we were last week. So let's pick it up now in verse 7. In verse 7 it says, For every species of beasts and birds of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. Now, of course, we know that um, looking at the Discovery Channel probably, uh, uh, we see a lot of different things in the animal kingdom. We see a lot of different things that uh, God has made, and it's so marvelous, all of them. Uh, I still don't know what, what groundhogs are for, you know. But <laughs> except digging holes and messing up my step deck, you know. My de- uh, steps that lead down to my deck, I don't know what's wrong. And they won't let me shoot them, you know. So I don't know, you know, but they, they are marvelous. I know it has, I, I know, I know a groundhog has a purpose. And I just don't know what it is, you know. <laughs> so, but he has a lot of purpose for everything. But everything, just about, has been tamed, or can be tamed, by man. That's what it says. Reptiles, you know, think of something that, that had, think of an elephant. You go to the circles, do you see these big, large elephants? And they are on a, on a little, uh, I guess sometimes it's a, a chain or something, by a little stake. And you know that the thing can't hold it, but it's been trained so that it won't pull it loose. And they can have elephants so they can take large loads. They, they, you can tame almost anything. You know? And that which can't be tamed, then God has another word for that because we have, we have dominion over that. Everything that, that's in the sea and the air and crawls. So man has that. But it says that in verse 8, no one can tame the tongue. Okay, no one can tame the tongue. Let's look at Psalm chapter 10, verse 7. It says that the mouth is full of curses and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is mischief and wickedness. And it was talking about an evil person. And it's hard to believe that, that a person's mouth can actually curse something. And we said last week that, of course, we know that that's true because Jesus did. He cursed a fig tree. And it died up, it dried up from the root. I mean, it just died. You know, that was it. You know? So the tongue affects the whole body. Uh, when it's when it's used for evil, oh my goodness, our whole personality is stained. Our whole personality is polluted. What does the word tame mean? Let's look at that. Tame means to subdue. To subdue. It can include domestication, of course. Let's look at Mark chapter 5. 1 through 5. And they... And they came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. And he had his dwelling among the tombs. And no one was able to bind him anymore, even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. That's that word, tame. Subdue. It can mean subdue. 
Now, this is a human being now. A human being in chains, but he broke through the chains, he broke the shackles. No one could uh, subdue this person. And constantly, night and day, among the tombs and in the mountains, he was crying out and gnashing himself himself with stones. This, this, This is a sad person here. Now, many animals, many animals have been tamed. But yet, this man, no one could subdue. No one. Why couldn't they subdue this man? Why couldn't they subdue this man? You know, if the story went on, it was because he had unclean spirits. And, And the spirits were actually doing that, and so we have unclean, strong spirits that was breaking these chains and shackles. Uh, so there are some things that, that you know, you can't, you can't subdue. You can't subdue. I can't subdue, okay? But it can be subdued. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. And God said, let us make man in our own image according to our own likeness, and then and let them rule over the flat fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And God created man in his image. In his image, he created him, male and female. He created them and he blessed them. And God said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. That's a word subdue. And rule over, have dominion over, the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over everything that moves on the earth. Now, wow, this is, this is awesome here. Now, we know that, we see it here, anything that moves on this earth that God created that's under that Genesis mandate, we're supposed to have dominion. We're supposed to be able to rule. We're supposed to be able to uh, subdue. But it says in verse 8, we're back to verse 8, no one can tame the tongue. No one can subdue the tongue. No one? Can a Christian's tongue be subdued? He's telling, James is telling these Jewish Christians and, and uh, you know, has some... Uh, Gentile Christians in there too. No one, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. Why is James talking so negative to the church of the living God? He's talking to the church, isn't he? Why is he talking that way to the church? He's telling them what cannot be done. Can a Christian's tongue be tamed? He's talking to Christians. Did he say that it could be tamed? He said it could not be tamed. He said it. no one can tame the tongue. I mean, there's a little bit of thing. And we, we, you know, I told you last week, you know, you probably went home and measured your tongue, didn't you? You know, I told you I measured my tongue, you know, it was about four, four inches, you know. Uh, there's that, a little thing. Can't tame this thing? My goodness gracious. Can a Christian's tongue be tamed? Let's look at the, uh, this word because it says no one can 
No one can rule or dominate over the tongue. When it says no one can tame it. That means not yours. You can't rule over yours. That's what he's telling them now. Nor can you rule over anybody else's tongue. So there's no need to be tell, telling, telling somebody else, hey, you know, you need to watch your tongue, you know. You need to stop saying what you're saying. If he's already said that you can't tame it. Can a Christian's tongue be tamed? Let's go a little further. It says that it is a restless evil. What what does that restless mean? It means without the ability to retain, is untamable, is not to be restrained. And restrained means it's it's without, it's like it's in a fixed place, in a fixed condition, it can't be moved. Restrain is to limit or restrict, to prevent or to keep within bounds. Another synonym for that would be curve, to curve it. To curve it means to prevent free or efficient operation. We use the word keep your flesh in check. Well, that word check is another synonym for restless. It means something that impedes the motion or progress. It says that you can't, you cannot impede the motion or progress of this tongue. It's going to keep wagging. We're a brighter. You remember we talked about putting bits in the horse's mouth and bridles. Well, it says brighter means to keep under control by subduing or holding it in. So James is saying you can't hold it in. You can't, you can't control it. You can't keep it under control. The King James calls it unruly. It's unruly. Evil, it says. Unruly means not submissive to rule or restraint. It's a lack of or an incapacity for discipline. You can't even discipline this little thing in, your, in our mouths. It said, that's what he's saying now. It's ungovernable. Uh, when, we, when I was teaching, we used to ride on school buses, and those school buses have a, they have a, uh, a governor on them. And a governor will keep it from going a certain speed. So I used to tell the people uh, down in Manchester, do not send a bus with a governor on it when we go on our, our basketball trips because this thing going 45 miles an hour from way from Halifax to here late at night, I want to get back. We want to go 55, you know. I'm sorry, Coach. You, you, we, you, every bus has a governor on it. Take the governor off, you know, because I don't want it controlled. I don't want, this, I don't want you to control this bus, you know. A governor controls. But it says you can't govern the tongue. can't control it. It's like being a willful person. We said that over people. They're so willful, you know. That means they're obstinate. They're determined uh, to do do their own thing. We call some people headstrong. I mean, they they have a a violently willful attitude that resists all attempts, attempts to control or manage or mold. Wow. That doesn't sound good, does it? That doesn't give us a lot of hope, does it? It does not give us a lot of hope. James, I don't understand why you're trying to discourage us as a, as a body of believers. Then or now. Why are you saying this, James? He said it's a restless evil. It's an unruly evil. Evil is something that causes external damage. It's not internal, it's something called external 
damage. It caused wicked things to happen. And it says that this tongue is an unruly evil. It causes external things to start happening that's not good. That's wicked. It says it is full of deadly poison. Full means stuff. When you eat, you know, you get full. You know, you, you can be full, satisfied, but you can be full, stuffed, you know. I like to get stuff when it's something I like. And, and, and so he's saying, it, it is, I mean, this, this tongue is stuffed, it's full of poison. Deadly poison. And poison, uh, when we look that up, it, it actually means in, in Greek, um, deadly death. Deadly death. It's full of death. Whew, my goodness gracious. <laughs> it's like a serpent when it, when it uh, emits v- venom. That's, that's poisonous stuff. You know? And that's what it said our tongue does. My goodness gracious. How many of you like to talk? Okay. Not too many raising a hand. <laughs> it doesn't give us a lot of hope here, James, you know. Can Christians' tongue be tamed? Yeah. Let's read verses 9 and 10. Oh, boy. Oh. Verse 9. With it... We bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be this way. Oh, you give us a little hope now, James. You're saying that it shouldn't be this way. So this is the first hope I'm getting here in, the, in, this, in this chapter here. First hope because he's saying here that it shouldn't be this way. If it shouldn't be this way, that means it doesn't have to be this way. Is that correct? But he says it can't tame it. So how can it speak both blessing and cursing? Wow. You know, he's saying that our tongue needs to be Consistent. Consistent. It needs to be one or the other way. Now, to bless God, it said, with it we bless God. You know, both comes blessing and cursing, you know. Is that one of the highest forms of use of our tongue is blessing. We were doing that today. When you come and, and we give thanks to God, we give praise to God, what, what's happening is that we are using our tongue in the, in, the, in the way God meant for it to be used. One of the highest forms is meant to be used. You know, we're blessing Him. Giving Him thanks. You know? That's what, what, else, what else are you saying here? I gave you seven priorities that we're supposed to be using the year of 2009 to help us with our devotional life. I said these seven priorities need to be within our devotional life. We don't do it necessarily all at the same time, but we do do some of them at the same time. And so uh, I could call on any one of you because it's been now 
Get some of y'all in February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Nine months. We're on the 10th month. Surely we know the seven priorities now, don't we? Don't we? Nobody said anything because they know I'm going to call on them. <laughs> I was going to call on one of the little teenagers, uh, but she's camping. So I got to call on the daddy. I'm sorry. See, 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 you, you, should have, you shouldn't have left Emily. You shouldn't have left Emily at the campground, see? Then you would know, you see? I won't embarrass you. <laughs> I don't know why Chad thinks he knows me. Did you hear what he said? I'm like, yes, I will embarrass him. I don't know why. See, now what did he speak with his mouth? Huh? What did he speak with his mouth? Now, I said I won't embarrass him. He said, yes, you will. Now, he spoke it, didn't he? He spoke into existence that which I won't going to do. I wasn't going to do it, but he's spoken into existence. Okay. Given the seven priorities then. Brother, so it says you used your tongue, you know. Meditation, confession, and sharing. <laughs> Go ahead, old Chad. That is good. That's good. The highest form that we can use out of those seven priorities will be when we say praise and give thanks to God. We say we want to worship God. We say we want to pray. That's three of them. We said we want to really um, share. That's using our tongue in the right way, you know. We want to confess the word of God, you know. That's using it in, in, in the correct way. Because you're confessing that which God has said. The only t- two... Uh, is, is a compound to uh, reading and studying and meditation and memorization along the two that we don't have to really use our tongue for, but we have to really get the word, memorize the word, and, able to, and be able to confess the word. Okay? So those are high uses of the tongue, and that's what you're doing today. For, for people who don't like to worship, you know, because people do that, you know, especially when they come here for the first time or second time, whatever. You know, uh, like one person came one time and said, I'll never come back again. Boy, y'all stand too long, you know. That's all y'all, y'all, you know, all the time is singing, 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 you know. Uh, but, hey, you know, you better get used to it. Because my Bible reads in Revelation that that's all they're doing. You know? They're worshiping God. He's worthy, isn't he? And so what they sing that they say, I will worship you. They sing that back they sing that about five minutes. They say, I will worship you. Now what, don't they know any more of the words? Man, you know, when, when I read in the, in, the, in the, when I read in the Old Testament, and I mean in the New Testament, in, in, uh, in Revelation it was saying, you know, that, 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 that they throw down the crowns, you know, that, you know, they, they, you know, all they say, you know, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. And they keep saying that, forever and ever. That's all they're saying. And you mean tell me we can't give God praise? Come on. So those who don't like to worship for 40 minutes, you know, you'd rather worship 10 minutes, then you might not want to go to heaven. You might not want to go to heaven. (laughs) You might not want to go there because you're going to worship a long time. You know, you're going to worship a long time, you know. Now, of course, you know that we won't have the same flesh, right? We have a new body, so therefore, you know, we'll be able to enjoy it, you know, and, and, and partake of it. We, get, we need to have our flesh under control now, don't we? 
Right? So we might as well get it under control. I'm sorry. I just, in this church, we just like to worship. I tried cutting it down. You know, let's cut this thing down to 20 minutes, you know. But some way, some reason, I just, it's just like to worship God, you know. You know? And especially when, when we get a testimony like Book Gabe, you know, uh, that, that, that here he is, his truck going out. He, he has to get to the, to the courthouse to stand before the magistrate, you know, and, and, and nothing works on his truck. And, and he just prays. And the stars up and get him there and get him back. And you mean to tell me, Book can't worship for 20 minutes? What? Yeah, he, man, he jump up and down. Woo, yeah. And you probably worshiping on your way there. Thanking God. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. See, I'm telling you. All it takes is somebody, you know, somebody that the doctors already told you that, that nothing they can do, but God heals them. And you mean to tell me you can't worship God? Come on. Let's look at Luke chapter 6, verse 26 through 28. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for the same way their fathers used to treat their false prophets. But I say to you, who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. God is trying to tell us here that there is a proper way to use our tongues. He's saying that, you know, um, it's easy to speak well of people who are saying something that you want to hear. And that's what they were doing to the, to the false prophets, because the false prophet would just tell people what they thought they were, people wanted to hear. So they'll be looked on as, woo, 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 man, this is a great prophet, you know. He, he speaks well, you know. He tickles my ears. No. He's saying that, look, I want you to speak well of people who hate you, who are your enemies. Bless them. Don't curse them. See, that's a foreign thing. Because usually when people do us wrong, we start wagging this thing in the wrong manner. Don't we? Come on. Yes, we do. You know? Because... They've done something that we don't think they should have done. And when we, when, when we get this emotional feeling that, that somebody hurt me, then what's happening is that, you know, it's set on fire by hell, right? So you got these, these unclean spirits that, okay, speak bad of them. Speak bad of them, you know? Just to, you know, just say all anything about them. Tell people about them, you know? Tell people how, how bad they are. And we participate in it. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait of Satan to use our tongues in the wrong way. And we can only, we can only do that when we get upset, when we get irritated, when we get frustrated, when we get mad, when somebody's done something they shouldn't have done to us. That's when you really have to take control of your tongue. That's when you have to really, you know, not say anything because if you say something, the wrong thing might come out. God doesn't want that. Romans chapter 12, verse 14. It says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and curse not. Woo. What did Jesus say about the people who were was persecuting him? Who were killing him, him? Forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
Wow, isn't that great? That's what we're supposed to be doing as a church. That's when the power of God will, you know, be right there with you when you're in, out, out, out in the, from these four walls and you're out in the community, you're out doing things, and God can trust you that what you say, that he just tell you, hey, angels, whatever he says, back it up. Just do it. This is what Mary told the servants about Jesus. Whatever he said, do it. Wouldn't you want that to be happening with you? You know, for, for, for God to say, angel, whatever did you say, do it. Woo, my goodness gracious. My, what anointing, what power, you know. DJ probably couldn't go out of the house, couldn't go to the grocery store. Because once somebody hears that you have the anointing to heal, you know, to what you say come to pass, they're going to be seeking you out. Yeah? Just like they were Jesus, they'll be following you. you know? Wouldn't it be nice, DJ, everybody following you? <laughs> Everywhere you go, they'll be following you, you know. <laughs> wow. Proverbs 25, 21 through 22. If your enemy is hungry... What, what do we normally say? Starve. You know? <laughs> Praise God. That serves you right. You know? <laughs> if you wouldn't have treated me so bad, you know, you wouldn't be hungry. You know, God is punishing you. Come on. We say some of the craziest things without our mouths, you know? But God doesn't say that. See, we have to know what kind of spirit we are of. We don't call down curses upon people, fire on people, and, and wish bad things on people. That's, that's, that's in, in Satan's camp. What we need to be doing is blessing. So he says, when, you're, when your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. When he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward, will reward you. Oh, boy. Isn't that great? That's what God wants to do. So if you want to know God, this is how God is. And he treated us that way. We were, uh, before we came to him, or before he came to us, he, you know, he heard all sorts of things coming from our mouths about him. You know? But yet, we cried out to him, Lord, save me. And he saved us. My goodness gracious. That's a loving God, isn't it? We need to be the same way as God is. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 through 44. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Because that was one of their sayings. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This is the way God is. So in the workplace, you shouldn't be talking about people. You should be blessing people. You know, you know what they do in funerals? They have what they call a eulogy. You know what that is? A eulogy? It's speaking well of. That's what it means, to speak well of. So at every funeral, well, the ones I've been to, anyway, they speak well of the person who was deceased. You get somebody to say something good about them. Right? Eulogize. That's what they, that's what they do. That's blessing. That's that word, Greek word, blessing. So what God is saying do, to do, eulogize your enemy. You know? 
Say something good about them. Bless them. Okay? Don't speak curses on them. Don't speak death of them. Because life and death, we said last week, is in the power of the what? Tongue. James is talking to brethren. Okay? Brethren. Who are fence walkers, and he's trying to get them off the fence. Let's read James chapter 3, verse 11. It says, does a fountain send out the same, from the same opening, both fresh and bitter water? And they were used to, of course, springs, and then they built towns around wells and, you know, where water was, springs. Uh, that Most people don't build towns, so the commentators say, around the Dead Sea. Because there's nothing living in that sea as far as is the water, you can't drink it, so why build a town around it? Because you don't have a water supply. So the woman at the well, when Jesus was there, she was coming out to the well. So they had water there. The town was built around that. So what, what he's saying is that can this, this, can this fountain, this water supply, give out both fresh water and poisonous water, bitter water? Can it give out both? No, can't give out both. Okay, Can't give out both from the same opening. Verse 12, can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives? Or a vine produce figs? And so rhetorical question, it means, what's the answer? No. Nor can salt water produce fresh. Okay. So he's telling us that this, this shouldn't be. You shouldn't be using your tongue for blessing and for cursing. For speaking good and speaking bad. You shouldn't come into church and, and, and you know, I worship you. I love to worship you. Then when you get out, man, the surf is so long. Man, I got, I tell you, man, you know, I get tired of every time I turn around. Is it, he mispronounced this. He said this. Da, da, da. You know, did you see sister so and so? Sister so and so. Man, did you see what she had on? We don't do that, do we? We don't do that. You hear the people who do that, though, right? <laughs> Can a Christian's tongue be tamed? We're going to answer that question further next Sunday. And we're going to tell you, if it can be tamed, how can it be tamed? How can it be tamed if it can be tamed? How can we really do this thing? Because obviously now, he said it, you heard it, you read it. He said that no one can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. And so, if we can, how can we do this thing, God? And if we can't, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So come next week, and we're going to finish this uh, section up, section three up. Let's bow your heads. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you that it doesn't return void. It shall accomplish that which you please. It shall prosper into the Thing way to your Senate, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that what you say happens, Lord. Whenever you give a word, it comes to pass. The Father could trust you with the anointing. He could trust you that whatever you said happened. We want to know how to do that too, Lord. We want to be 
the type of Christian that James was trying to get those Christians to be, to get off the fence. Stop using your tongue inconsistently. Stop using it for blessing others and then turn around and curse others. Because cursing is only speaking bad of. It's failing to eulogize someone. And we can, we can say good things about anybody, Lord. The, 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 the worst person, we can say, oh, they have some beautiful eyes. They, they have nice eyes, you know. We can say something nice about somebody because they, everyone is made in your image, Lord. So we thank you, Lord. But we know unless you're born again, you can't do it. If anyone has not given their life to Jesus Christ, you said, this day, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ because I don't have a chance if I'm already outside the kingdom of God. Would you raise your hand and put it back down? I'd like to pray for you. If there's anyone like that, anyone here? If there's anyone here that you say, you know, I've given my life to Jesus Christ, but I have not been walking the way I should, and I want to turn this thing around. I don't want to speak blessings. I don't want to speak cursing out of the same mouth with the same tongue, Lord. I want to be different, Lord. Even though I, I'm a Christian, Lord, I want this thing changed. Pastor, would you pray for me? If that's you, just raise your hand and put it back down, please. I see the hand. Thank you. I see the hand. Okay, I see the hand. Let's pray. Father, you, you saw the hand, Lord. And I'll be the first one to say, my hand is up too, Lord, because, Lord, I want to be trusted with what I say. I want to be trusted that you can, you can tell the angel, whatever he says, do it. I'm not there yet, Lord, but I want to be there. Help me, Lord. Help all of us who raise our hands, Lord. Show us, Lord, how to get this untamable, unruly part of our body into submission. Show us, Lord, how to do it. And we'll give you praise. We'll give you glory because we know that James is correct. No man can tame the tongue. So that means I can't tame mine. I can't tame anybody else's. They can't tame theirs and they can't tame anybody else's. But it can be done, Lord. Because James said it should not be. So there must be hope for us, Lord. God, we're asking you to do it. Give us the grace. Give us the ability to do it, to change what we say, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask you to bring conviction every time we open our mouth and say something, Lord. That's not according to your will and your word and your way. We ask you to immediately bring it to our attention so we can say, forgive me, Lord. I shouldn't have said that. Not let time go by. Let us, how hard be so, uh, pliable to you that we won't be stubborn when we know that you said we shouldn't have said it but we'll give in and say I'm not going to be stubborn I'm going to close this door right now I open it but I'm going to close it shit right now before the enemy try to come in he get one toe in and I'm going to close it off and, and mash it help us to do that Lord and we'll give you praise and we'll give you glory because we know we can't do it thank you Lord